my notes are longer than I've ever written before. I don't know why. Maybe yeah. Because I, I watched I watched the episode when I don't normally do. I watched it on like a Friday afternoon when I was like still kind of awake. And normally I'm watching it like first thing in the morning, but right before we record or something really? like that. So yeah, I don't know why I was taking so many notes, but a lot of this episode uh, struck me. Let's uh, intro the show first. Yeah. What's up? This is No Hugging, No Learning. It's the show. I, you already. I, I. You were supposed to study how to do this. Yeah. We talked about it for like five minutes last time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took okay, a whole thing. My, my bad. Thing. My bad. You want me to do the whole yeah, thing? Yeah. Go for All it. Right. This is no hugging, no learning. It's the show about one thing. Watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. I'll let you say your own name. <laughs> Thank you. He's Tim Murphy. For now. Because <laughs> uh, they're still talking to me being replaced, I think, after that dream I had. Uh, so this is... Oh, we're talking about The Phone Message. Yes. Season 2, Episode 4. Yep. It aired on February 13th, 1991. Yes, I was negative one year, ten months, seven days old whenever this episode came out. I was nine. You're nine? Positive nine. Po- positive nine. <laughs> positive nine. <laughs> and uh, if you're looking at TV Guide, the night the, this episode is coming on TV, you're just going to see George regrets a nasty message he put on a date's answering machine. Very, very forward. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. not much uh, that the description is hiding from and as usual, what the episode actually has. And as usual, it's um, misleading in the fact that it's not just one message. Yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler the, alert. Yeah, the description says, like... It, uh, what does it says? Regrets a, a message, nasty yeah. message. Maybe I, it's I mean the, the first the, first two are all yeah, right. Yeah. He gets to like the third and the fourth, and I think the fifth one. I don't know how many he left. Right, there, right. At I least four, either, yeah. maybe five. Yeah. Uh, but they're they're bad. I suppose it is only the last one he, that he really regrets. If he hadn't left that last one, it would have been okay. Yeah. But uh, before we before we get into some stuff, yeah. uh, just some top of the show stuff. Uh, if you're listening to us for the first time. Uh, we are not a research-heavy show. Mm-hmm. If you are a, a super fan of Seinfeld, uh, there are other podcasts out there that will do this. Uh, I mean, we'll put, obviously, a little research into it. Right, but right. But the, the whole thing is you are a huge Seinfeld fan. You've seen every episode. Right. Never chronologically. No. But you've seen every episode. I've never seen a single episode of Seinfeld before we started doing the show. Uh, so that is, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments that you want to send to us, uh, hit us up, email uh, no hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at no hugging, and we are not on Apple Podcasts <laughs> yet. Yet. Uh, but I don't know where you're listening to this episode right now, uh, but yeah. you can check us out, nohugging.com or on Spotify. Spotify, yeah, we're, uh, we're there. And I think, um, I think Google podcast we're already up there google just sort of like goes and grabs oh we are own. on google podcast yeah yeah oh, i think sweet. so yeah all right they well, just kinda, one more they just kind of go and grab if if i'm if i'm if i was searching correctly yeah. they just kind of go and grab it all themselves because that's what google does it just searches them yeah it's like here's a podcast it's on google podcast yeah. now so i think that's the case but um, uh yeah uh, a few weeks ago, uh, we did the pony remark. Yeah, and I said like that we had homework for yeah, a, a yeah. future week, so uh, we got to collect that homework. And I, I did do some research okay. about how old they're supposed to be. Oh, great, great! Uh, I found this was uh, on I think the Seinfeld subreddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just top comment on oh how old are the characters supposed to be, and it provides like uh, some context. Uh-huh. So Jerry and George uh, graduated high school in 1971. I'm not sure when we actually find this out it's just someone who's seen every episode knows this right right they graduated high school in 1971 which makes them 35 or 36 for the pilot episode and 36 to 38 uh for the pony remark where jerry said he had the best day of his life with sharon besser in 1973 we originally thought him dropping 1973 was kind of a red herring that he was really young whenever he possibly Lost his virginity yeah, yeah, yeah. to Sharon Besser. <laughs> right, right. He was twenty. Yeah, he was twenty. Yeah. I don't know why we settled on that. Why I don't know we, why we couldn't. Yeah, but he was. Yeah, he was twenty. He was in college. I yeah. guess. So, and, and then later on in the thread, it provides that he the Jerry says he is thirty seven late in season three. So the characters are progressing in age. They're not just yeah. stagnating yeah, yeah, like at one style. age. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. with uh, uh, real life humans yeah. actors. Uh, they're going to get older. They're going to look the older. The person who really shows it, I think, is Kramer. Kramer in the in the first season um, looks like he did back when you see Michael Richards in something like UHF. Did you ever see that movie with the Weird no, Al movie? No. Michael Richards is in it, and you're like, what? That's Michael Richards? And then I don't know <laughs> what was going on during Seinfeld, but he sort of like ages into a different really? looking guy. Yeah, he, he has like a young face, oh, and God. then he just kind of has an old face almost. Almost immediately throughout the show, so yeah. And then um, on top of that, we uh, I, I checked our 
uh, listener voicemail line. Yeah. yeah. The, the light was beeping. All so right. it, it looks like we have our own phone message. Well, well, I hope no one regrets leaving it like George does. Yeah, we'll, we'll check We'll check it at the end of the show. I don't know who it's by. Let me do some more uh, stuff here. And I was thinking about this segment of the show where we like talk about stuff that we had like questions about earlier, like the no research thing, and then we go do the research afterwards. Or if you want to do the research for us, you can always tweet at us or send us a message like Ted said. Uh, if you want to educate us yourself. Yeah, um, actually, that'd be really cool Like if people do that and then we read it at the yeah. top of the show. Yeah, yeah. We, we just read uh, the e- emails about like, hey, you idiots, yeah, this, yeah. this is what Here's is actually going, going on. on. This is the research you're not doing. Yeah, of yeah. course. Um, but so this has this is just a personal note. On uh, the last episode, we, we talked about Normcore once again. I have a feeling it's going to come <laughs> up because Seinfeld is Normcore. He's one of the, the fashion plates for Normcore. And we came up with Form Norm, which Hell is yes. formal Normcore last week. Oh. Yeah, uh, I, I was at my grandparents' house this past weekend. Yeah. I was looking for my grandpa's old members-only Mem- jacket, and couldn't find it. Uh, unfortunately, I think it made its way to Goodwill uh, uh, a couple years ago. Because yeah. uh, I don't know if I said this on here, but I think I told you in person. Yeah, uh, over the last couple years of its life, it was being held together by black electrical tape, like especially like the elbows. Yeah, uh, but I did <laughs> find a sick. Uh, jacket of my grandma's size large that's the size jacket i wear yeah and it's just like the glass plant she worked on yeah. and her name embroidered on the other shoulder Sweet. i'm like hell yes Factory i jackets. want this always awesome uh well i just went and bought something that i referenced last time uh, i bought two of them actually a shirt and tie in a box yes yeah and i wore it to a wedding <laughs> i went I, I needed to go i i think i don't know why i was talking uh, anyway i was just talking about how i could never match the and so i'm walking around the store like i normally do and taking pictures of the shirts and ties that i had set out yeah you know, just Send, like were you these sending them go together. to your wife, or I was taking a picture of them to go look at later. Yes, oh, okay, yeah, okay. I wasn't sending them right then, but okay. yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> there it was like I saw the shirt, and they're normally like fifty bucks. I got one for ten bucks and one for fifteen bucks. That's incredible. And guess what? I wore it at the wedding over the weekend that I was going to. Yeah, it was a nice, like, cool. Like I wanted something spring and summery, yeah. so this was like a pinkish purple yeah. kind of thing with like a, a tie with like black. Yeah. I wore it with black pants. Even better, did you get any compliments on how good you are at accessorizing and matching your tie to your shirt? Not at the wedding, but later on in yes. a picture on Facebook, my sister commented, "Nice shirt tie combo." Yes, like thank you. That's thank incredible. You. That makes it even better. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, it's you're saving a lot of money. But yeah. You, you didn't do any of the work. I know. And the other one is still in the box. I was like, I don't even need this, but I'm going to buy it right now because it's Hell time yeah. to freshen up the wardrobe. So, And uh, the other thing I want to mention is polo is not a genericization. That's the word I was looking for. When a brand name becomes a generic oh, okay. term or something like Kleenex, like Coke, like Xerox, uh, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, polo is not on the list, uh, at least Amazon's list of genericizations. Uh, AstroTurf and Zamboni are. So you can see the whole list from AstroTurf to Zamboni. So wait, any, okay, so any machine that uh, shaves off a layer of ice and lays down water at a hockey rink is going to be called a Zamboni. Right, even though Zamboni is a brand name. Yeah, okay. You, but... You're looking for the term ice resurfacer. Zamboni Corporation <laughs> would prefer you call that an ice resurfacer. An ice resurfacer. Unless it is a Zamboni brand. Yeah, Please, but... I, pl- I played uh, uh, Frisbee golf yeah. disc. Yeah, d- uh, yeah. Ultimate Frisbee golf disc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, but what? Frisbee is the brand name, so disc golf would you be. Di- ult- flying disc ult- golf. Ultimate flying disc ultimate golf flying in college. Disc golf. Uh, but let me, let me just do a brief history. Polo players are so not polo the first to wear. Polo isn't. Polo uh, was not gener- on the list. A yeah. um, Rene Lacoste, okay. the alligator guy. Okay. You know, the, like, that's yeah. the, they're the first people who came up with polos. They were for tennis players. Then polo uh, players started wearing them. And they, so they were called tennis shirts up until, I guess, polo players started wearing them. And then they started calling them polo shirts. So I, but, I don't know. But I mean, any, I, I can't think of another word, any colored short sleeve. 100% cotton shirt is going to be called a polo shirt. Right, unless you were born before 1930, in which you'd call it a tennis shirt. Which, if you were born... which everyone currently in the world was born after 1930, yeah, yeah. so it's going to be called a polo shirt. <laughs> right, if you were born after 1926 and before the 1950s, <laughs> then uh, then there you go. So even though in the, even tennis players call it a polo shirt now, even okay. though they used it before polo players did. So now we learned way oh, more about... Man, that's that's got to sting. Way like more... you've just got to admit defeat yeah, yeah, and call yeah. it a polo shirt. You're like, um, actually, actually, it's a tennis shirt, <laughs> and everyone looks at them like, "What the hell are you Where talking you, about?" No, it's a polo. Born after uh, Rene Lacoste was in the 1926 <laughs> uh, U.S. Open or whatever it was, where that's where he debuted. Okay, so let's uh, let's get to the phone message, uh, season two, episode four. We start with a stand-up bit about uh, TV and soda commercials. 
I don't think any of the, any of this really land. I, I I liked it kind of where because it is true. It's still true to this day. Soda commercials. Oh yeah, are they're so amazing. Times they're so amped yeah. up. I mean, this was more so true. Uh, in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, my fiance and I will go back and watch like 90s <laughs> commercial comps on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. and they are incredible. Yeah. Like, we'll see, like, uh, one that I'm just thinking of now is like Kraft Mac and Cheese. Yeah. And it's just like the yellow dinosaur, and it's just like shredding. Yeah. yeah. Shredding on a guitar made of cheese. Mm-hmm. And it's. It's selling macaroni and cheese. The, like, it, it shouldn't be that extreme or that cool. The soda commercial is. that immediately sprang to mind for me was. Um, I forget what the song is. It's like, oh my, starry eyed surprise. It's a what? Diet Coke commercial, remember? And <laughs> I don't know. What I think you're the guy from about. Crazy Town, maybe, uh, maybe it's that old. I was like, I think that's a pretty recent one, so maybe that's a bad example. Maybe it's not as recent as I think. I, uh, I forget how it goes. Anyway, it's just people at the beach. Everyone's doing some sort of uh, roller skating or fun yeah. beach activity, and they're also drinking Diet yeah, Coke. But, and uh, but, I mean, obviously, the the point in his stand up is yeah. everyone's having this awesome <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah. And it's because they're drinking this or because they have this, not just because you stumbled upon like the one group of cool people on the beach or like the people that you would never interact with that just are too cool for you. But they just also happen to be drinking, I don't know, Mountain Dew. But it does fool our lizard brains into thinking whatever product it is. Oh, yeah. Because another commercial is going to come up later. Man, I can be cool like them if if I I buy this. And that's advertising 101. I mean, that's what you learn on the first day. Like, yeah, you're trying to. So, I mean, his, his thing is it could be. I'm wearing the same pants as the people in this commercial, and I'm yeah. not having as good a time. I'm drinking the same drink as these people. I'm not having yeah. a good time. I'm which, watching the commercial. Which, obviously, we'll get into yeah, later yeah. Uh, with the, 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 the pants. Dockers, yeah. yeah, Dockers commercial. Um, so I, I thought that was funny. Um, now we're in Monks, and I identified with George so much in this episode just from front to back, the way he interacts with women <laughs> was the, is the exact same that I always way I always interacted with women. Only George ended up with dates. Well, <laughs> maybe a lot of first dates like me. Not a lot, not even a lot of first dates. Nothing really went anywhere. Though. I rarely got yeah. past the first date. Well, if I was lucky enough to do that, I always found a way to blow yeah. it on the first date. Uh, right off the bat, here George has a line that I wanted to ask you about because yes. I have no clue what he's talking about. Yeah, uh, he's um, saying like how awkward he is with women. Yeah, and he's like, remember when Quail gave Ben? in that Kennedy line? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the, how Quayle uh, looked when Benson gave him that Kennedy line. Okay, remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of names. In- I, I, don't, I don't know who Quayle is. I don't know who Benson is. Yeah. Is Kennedy John F. Kennedy? Kennedy I, is John F. Kennedy. Okay, who's Benson and Quayle? Benson, well, you, you know Quayle. No. Dan Quayle. That is ring a bell to you? A, I, it does. Vice president for the first George Bush? Okay. Okay, yeah. This was... Maybe. This was, I, I looked this up. I was up, born in 92. I know of, okay, so this would have been, oh, whoops, I wrote the wrong date there. Um, this would have happened then. This happened in 1988. Okay. So you were alive. No, no you weren't alive no. yet. Okay. So that makes a lot of sense. But this is still, it's still three years after the fact. Like, this aired in 91. Well, two and a half years after the fact. So October 5th, 1988. Okay, so what happened? The, we're at the vice presidential debate. And I only know about this because, uh, again, I wasn't watching the vice presidential debate when I was seven. Yeah. But, but, but you, you've watched it since. Uh, when, I, or, I know this about clip. this line only because of its infamy. It's one of the sickest burns in okay. presidential or vice presidential debate history, okay? <laughs> Lloyd, uh, Dan Quayle is talking about his inexperience, and they're like, okay. hey, look. You could be president. You need to address how you know how your inexperience, uh, you know, could come into play if you if something ends up happening to George Bush and you end up becoming president. And he says he says something about having the same amount of experience that Jack Kennedy had when he was running for. I've got more experience than Jack Kennedy had when it, something like that. He compares okay. himself and and then Lloyd Benson says, Senator, I knew Jack Kennedy. Jack Kennedy was a friend of mine. I worked for Jack Kennedy. You sir know Jack Kennedy. And the place Ooh. erupts. Roast mode oh initiated. Gosh. It was like, okay. I mean, yeah. that, I, it was the sickest. It's a, it's a 1988 it, level burn for it's, sure, especially for politics of the time. You I mean, are it's no definitely Jack not Kennedy. It's definitely not. No puppet. No puppet. You're a puppet. Uh, it's, <laughs> it, it requires a little bit of thought, right? Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. 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 Look how much we've devolved in the amount of time so, it's been since 19. 19- it's the sickest burn, Ted, in political history. So possibly. wait, Quail, Dan Quayle was saying that he was friends with. No, uh, Lloyd Benson. Lloyd Benson was saying yeah. that he was friends with Jack Kennedy, yeah, and Dan Quayle comes back and says, "You know Jack." Kennedy. No, no, no. Lloyd Benson says it to Quayle because Quayle was like, "Look, I've got as much experience as Jack Kennedy." And then Lloyd Benson goes, "You're no Jack Kennedy." Okay, you know because he's like, All "I've right. got, yeah. uh, I've got as much." And it was, uh, I mean, and and the the look on Jack Quayle's face, I, I mean, he's like 
stewing. I mean, yeah, just yeah. like he was like, oh, man, did I open the door for that? You know, for that idiot to burn <laughs> me that way. Um, and the only reason I know about it, like, there's a funny part where, um, it, it, looking back in hindsight, like, um, it, uh, it was SNL doing the Republican that's going to lose to. I mean, I forget. It, it, the Republican ended up winning that year, but they were uh, no one wanted to run against this guy, and so Kiefer Sutherland was playing Lloyd Benson in that uh, oh, in that skit, okay. and it's all. The, and so uh, Kiefer Sutherland says, um, you know, no one wants to be the presidential candidate in this year, and it, I think it was ninety two, maybe, and he goes, uh, I, I knew Jack Kennedy. I was friends with Jack Kennedy. I, I am no Jack Kennedy, <laughs> <laughs> and so that's the only reason I know about it. It's just entered the. Zeitgeist, drink the collective consciousness of uh, of people. So, but it was still weird to reference three years later, you know. But for a thirty six year old guy, I'm, he would have known the yeah. way Quayle looked at Benson when they when Benson mentioned that Kennedy line. So, yeah, but I like the way that I agree with whenever a woman would look at me in and smile or anything like that, I would literally think like, "What's her problem? What's her? Well, is there something like <laughs> funny? Like I turn into Joe Pesci from Goodfellas." You think there's something funny about the way I dress or the way I look or my hair? You think something's funny about this? Like, no, I was smiling. He used up berating me. I like, go, oh, that's the way it would play out of my head. So, and then he mentions the mental state that he has to be in to ask a woman out. I'm yeah. the same way. Like uh, a lion tamer going into the cage for the first time. Like, are you sure you don't want to come in with me? Like, uh, you know, uh, that that's the way I always looked at it. I don't know how you were with women, but that's the way I was. Uh, with women. I wasn't too far off from that. Yeah, man, yeah. high school was rough. I would always like. Start Start high school, college. I mean, forget about. It. I, it, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was absolutely. Um, I would always have to like start a conversation like, "Here we go, we're in it," and then it'd get to the point where like, "Well, I gotta go." Like, "Oh no, I, I reached the," you oh, know, no. "This is where I have to ask or not ask," and yeah. then I, you know, yeah. um, I'd either get turned down or have a horrible first date. Yeah. Well, uh, it, it was obviously a little different for me. Um, most notable example: whenever I asked uh, the girl I really liked to my senior prom, yeah, I did it through text message. You, nice. didn't, you didn't oh, do that. God, that would have made so. I know. Yeah. I, sometimes I think it would have been easier, and then sometimes you look at it and you're like, "Well, it's a little harder." Oh yeah, I uh, I know. completely cringe when I think about it now. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh no, <laughs> I, the, 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 so awkward. You know, you think that like, oh, you know, Tinder made everything easier for everybody, but it's still you're still dealing with weird humor and human interaction. So maybe it made it worse. In oh a way. yeah. Well, there's uh, I saw a meme one time. It's just a. Uh, Grandma, Grandpa, how did you two meet? Grandpa, hey, that thought he slid into my DMs on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's been around for, you know, that that sentiment's kind of been for a, around for a long time. I always think of uh, Chris Rock singing about From the Window to the Wall. Yeah. He's like, she was dancing <laughs> in a club, whatever. She was dancing to a song about balls or whatever it was. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but so, uh, but I, I just commiserated with George through this. I just empathized with him throughout this whole yeah. episode. And this, this was me on a plate. Except that it actually pays off for George. Yeah. So uh, before we go to the next yeah. scene, I want to point out. Uh, obviously, George is saying that, like, yeah, this was successful, and he got a date. But they have to shoehorn in that. Hey, Jerry's cool too. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, for the first time, we both have dates on Saturday night, and I'm like, I'm watching this. I'm thinking. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, they don't want me to forget that Jerry is cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it just com- it comes up. Li- they had to show that he got it. He's going out that. But it's weird that like, why would you true? Say but that they could too? literally just show him in the car with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, I, a, I, I believe yeah. her name's Donna. Yes. They could literally just show them in the car and it'd be like, oh, Jerry's on a date too. Oh, Jerry's on a date they too. They did not yeah, have yeah. to shoehorn that in. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, but I, it, it is weird that like I, I get the feeling Jerry goes on a date every weekend. Whether it's with the same girl or with the new girl. Unless he has a show or, I mean, his show is probably later in the night. Yeah. Like if he's uh, doing cleanup. I got the feeling this was a bigger deal for George. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, So now we're in the the car, as you're saying. George, meanwhile, predicts the first thing out of his mouth. He predicts me undies. Wait, does he? I mean, he says that he doesn't do laundry. He just buys new underwear. That's essentially an underwear subscription service. He's just doing the extra legwork. It is, I think he predicted me undies. It is kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he says that, uh, and I love this because it's continuity back to the pilot. He hates doing laundry. Yeah, yeah. George, George <laughs> is right. clueless on how to do yeah, laundry in the right. pilot. He says that he has 40 pairs of underwear, yeah. which I, I'm kind of close to that. I'm, I might be over that, yeah, now that yeah. I'm thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always run out of socks first. Yeah. Uh, if I'm running out of like underwear, I know yes. I need to go do laundry. Yeah, if there's there, if there's t-shirts and boxers that are entering rotation that I haven't seen in a while, I'm like, wow, I have it. Like this yeah. last time through, yeah. was one of those times <laughs> I was wearing t-shirts I haven't worn in years just because they were at the bottom of the stack. Uh, uh, same thing with underwear. Yeah, but yeah, George is saying his goal is to have, and I 
thought about this way too much than yeah. I probably should have. He says his goal is to have 360 pairs of underwear, yeah. so he only has to do laundry once a year. It's five days short. Did he say 360? He says okay. 360, not 365. I'm like, are you going to go commando for five days? I can't explain that. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> if anything, he should have 366 in case of A, a leap year, or B... That last, that first day of the year, he can be wearing fresh underwear and washing. Also, are you going to tell pair? me that not one day out of the year that you think you're at risk of two pooping pair. yourself or just wearing two? You go out and mow the lawn. You're like, yeah. oh, I can't wear these you just boxers. Sweat I'm right gonna, through yeah, them. Yeah, there are yeah. days you shower in the middle of the day and you need a new pair. Yeah, yeah you're I'm not right. trying to get gross, but I'm yeah. definitely like a once a year like fart and there's something else <laughs> there, guy. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, hey. If I don't think it's happened to me recently. If you're going to only have yeah. one pair of underwear for every day of the year, go to like 370 or something. Yeah. Give, give yourself a little, a, a little. Um, I don't know, leeway. Yeah. Have some wiggle room. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but MeUndies did offer a 365 pack at one time. Did they time. really? Yeah. It was $3,250. Oh. Yeah. Shit. I don't think they offer it anymore, but I was like, oh my gosh, George is talking about me undies. 365. The 365 <laughs> that, pack. That's, that's like one of those things, just like uh, you'll see like on Kickstarter or Patreon. It's the $10,000 yeah. reward, the $20,000 yeah. reward. Yeah. No one's ever going to buy that. Right, exactly. But it's like, yeah, yeah. yeah we're going to be cool if we put this up. I'm sure at least one or two gag gifts for oh, rich yeah. dopes in Manhattan. Someone bought it, you know, for a Christmas oh, yeah. gift or something. They, but they, there's, some, uh, there's some hedge fund manager yeah, yeah. in New York with. 365 pairs of MeUndies. Yeah, exactly. But just because he felt like dropping uh, like $3,600. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so then I didn't... Um, Jerry's conversation was kind of inconsequential at this point because obviously his goes very well. But So I only wrote stuff about you, George's. You thought Jerry's went really well? I mean, he, she... I mean, it's successful in the long run because, I mean, they're talking and uh, she ends up like back at his apartment. Yeah. But I cringed so much of this. It, it just cuts back to Jerry's car, and he's doing the worst Scottish accent. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just know too many people like that who will break out an accent to try and yeah. uh, impress somebody. And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> oh, God, no. We don't know why he was doing it. But anyway, he's being funny. I guess, I mean, she's yeah. laughing. He's yeah, being yeah, charming, charming true. Jerry Seinfeld. But George... Um, is invited up for coffee. <laughs> and again, this is where, again, I've missed every hint that's ever been dropped in my lap oh, by yeah. any woman. Oh, in same. The, if, same. If it ever happened. But I, I guarantee you, if you went back and I got to watch my life, It's a Wonderful Lifestyle, and Clarence was showing me all the times I could have. You just have your hand over your face from yeah. the time you're 13 to the time you're 23, yeah. probably. I don't know, like, Clarence, take me back to the bridge. I want to jump off the bridge. Let <laughs> me go. Let me glow, Clarence. Stop. <laughs> or, or be more like Scrooge at the end, like, what are these sights? Stop showing me this. Um, spirit, take me away from this uh, place. Uh, I guarantee you, because he's like, oh, I can't, I can't have coffee. I'll be up all night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, my God. Uh, she gets out of the car, and George realizes it immediately. Yeah, yeah. He's just stewing. He just... Ugh. Although, if she was really interested... Well, I guess you don't want to... This is a case where you don't want to say... Like, well, you don't want to push it. Because she could have said, oh, I have... Um, I have milk too. She could have offered him something else yeah. if she really wanted. That's, it. But then, like, that's true. If but, she's rebuffed again, you know, you're like, oh, I was just rebuffed. Now, yeah. if I'm rebuffed again, I'm like, yeah. But also, my self esteem is in the toilet. But also, I'm wondering if because she used the coffee metaphor, I'm wondering if she thought George wasn't also talking about coffee. I wonder if she thought, oh no, George is saying, oh yeah, no, yeah. I don't like sex at midnight. Yeah, yeah. It keeps me it up keeps at me night. Up on, maybe, 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 maybe she thought that. Yeah. Who I, I mean, she it, takes things. If she's using the coffee ways. metaphor, and he's using the coffee metaphor, but she knows she's masking uh, sex with coffee. Yeah. Maybe she thinks he's masking sex with coffee. Well, then he the it keeps me up may not be a good. That's what I was kind of saying too. If he knows that sex is coffee, then he could be saying, I don't want coffee with you. Right now, not Maybe. because he keeps me up at night, but say, like that's what I'm saying. Like if he rejects yeah, her physical advances, and then she could ask again and say, uh, "Do you sure you don't want milk?" And then he'd go, uh, "No, I don't want milk either." Then she's like, "Oh, this guy really doesn't want to sleep with me. Yeah, not yeah. that he doesn't want to drink <laughs> right now." So if they both, I think they both are assuming that yeah, or, or they know even, the metaphor, but George like, didn't. Or even like after coffee, like, "Oh, well, did, would you like a glass of wine yeah. or something? Just some, right, something right. else." And then if he's like, "Oh, I can't have wine after a certain time either," blah, it's blah, like, blah. "Oh, yeah, my my blood pressure or something." Everything's a metaphor at this point. Only George doesn't know it, but she yep. thinks they both do. And so yeah, she was just that's, rejected. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. was just rejected. So At least at this point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then we're back at a, Joe, a Jerry's apartment. This suicide joke 
was e. unbelievable. Who? Oh. Meanwhile, I'm watching this episode yeah. on my phone at my dad's house. Yeah. Where two months ago my uncle killed himself. Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. Yeah. Oh and my I, I've gosh. got my volume all the way up. I'm like, yeah. Oh my gosh. Boss! Well, exactly. I mean, even at the time, it's like, like if I was gonna commit, if I was gonna kill myself, I'd leave a note. It's only right. That's what were they? Oh boy! It's not even funny. I'm like, oh my gosh! It's like that's one of those things that's gonna pop up in like 2019 or 2020. It's like, <laughs> could you believe that in 1991 Jerry Seinfeld made a joke about suicide? I could understand like it being a real conversation, Ooh. like a real dark and funny conversation. You know, it's dark humor, which I can yeah. appreciate. But in this context. There was no, there was no buffer for it. Like, yeah, it's there was uh, no warning for it. Like, they, it, what were they talking about? They intro the scene, and it's yeah. I believe if a person's gonna kill themselves, I'm like, yeah. holy, yeah, shit. no, 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 no. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. This is a conversation I would expect George to have to like totally turn the woman off. Like, well, <laughs> let's talk about suicide for a second. If you were gonna Jesus. do it, how would you? You know, like <laughs> that's the kind of conversation that would kill a date. But yet Jerry, I guess, is just uh, so uh, he's so charming that he's, a plus lines he's, for your party. Hey, let's talk about suicide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I can, I can understand it's dark and funny humor, but not in this. Yeah, uh, it didn't like write something else. Right? Oh, uh, they needed a throwaway boy. joke. Write another throwaway joke. There's I mean, it was, so many better throwaway jokes. Yeah, yeah. That they could have done. Holy I was crap. shocked that I did not remember this joke. Uh, and then somehow they get on the the topic of the Cotton Dockers commercial. Uh, yeah, is this like is this a commercial? Is this a real commercial? Yes. Have yeah, you yeah. seen this commercial? I went when I went back and watched it, which I did. Um, I you watched it for? I remembered like, it. Yeah, recording I this. It okay. I didn't watch before. I watched it before recording this. Yeah, I watched it after the episode. Okay. I don't do any research before the episode, but if there's something I'm curious about after it, I'll go check it out. And I do remember this episode uh, or this this. Uh, do you want to watch it really quick? Should we just pull it up and? Yeah, can we? Because okay, yeah. I. Because especially I you might have for, to check it out, yeah. No, I never did. Uh, if you if you want to pull it up, yeah, yeah. Uh, but for like how much this episode is hinged on this one commercial, I've I've never heard of it. I've never seen it uh, referenced. I've never heard it referenced. Uh, so I have no clue what it is. I wonder if they're gonna. Oh, okay, they're not gonna. We don't got an ad. It's not. No, it's not. Okay, not we cool. don't have to watch an ad before we watch this ad. Yeah, um, good. No, and and. I feel like there were more timeless commercials. You know, like if you were going to make this joke today, you reference the Geico Gecko or something. Like things that have been around for a long yeah. time. Or Flow. This is one of those. Flow from like something like that. I mean, even at the time, you could say the Energizer Bunny commercial. Yeah. Oh, was I it, like was this a one-off commercial or was this like a series of things? I want to say it was a series of things. Okay, but so I don't that, that remember. Makes a Again, I was, I was almost 10. I was 9. To this, so, you, so. so you could almost say that it is like one of these... Uh, like iconic brands or something from this time. Yeah. Okay. Oh, d- I mean, Cotton Dockers, definitely. Yeah. Okay. But this pati- this specific uh, ad campaign was I don't know how you know long it was around, but here we go. Uh, it's a group of guys and they're hanging out in a bar, like in the middle of the day. Yeah, I see a gray hair there. Right? I do. I have a couple. Let me see. To but do you know that. something? The first time I ever went to uh, Paris and I walked down the Champs Elysees, I had the weirdest, weirdest feeling that I'd been there before. But you took, but you took sides in a political conversation, though. No? Guy named Steve. His life wasn't going well. He put an extra e in his name. S T E E V E. Steve. Because in Florida, a lot of close-ups of guys' crotches. in Florida in hundred years. <laughs> Levi's hundred percent cotton dockers. What? If you're not wearing dockers, you're just wearing pants. It's Never. a yes. It's a definite okay. What in the world? I'm definitely okay, so. Team Jerry on that. <laughs> I watched a different one after the show. I watched another one where guys were in a bar just playing darts. And again, having a dumb conversation that has nothing to do with pants. And yeah. trying to be funny. I don't know. Just friends talking. Because this one wasn't in the bar. This was like in an office it looked like or something. Yeah. But I watched a different one. So there, it obviously was a multiple ad campaign I, I where guess, yeah. dudes are talking. They happen to be wearing dockers. And they're having a great time. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely like past the point of Jerry. I know how advertising works. Yeah, yeah. I know like as far as advertising goes, this is like uh, tier one of like what you're supposed to do. Like focus on the product. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, these guys are all intellectual. They're talking about. I didn't catch what they were talking about. It's uh, a m- multiple. You know, it's like yeah, the, all sorts. Of, it's like yeah. just a little sentence of each conversation. If you, if yeah. you wear these pants. You can be like these guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, okay, but 
it sucks. They're talking about being in Paris and yeah. they're talking about, you know, business and things like that. And um, the I one I watched, they were like really trying to be funny. And so that's what I thought Jerry was That might be the one at. he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. And because they were like telling jokes and doing sight gags with like loaves of bread. And a he hates bread anyone who. Anyone else who's trying to be funny, we've, yeah, we've and, learned and failing that. miserably too. Yeah. Like uh, he hates base level funny. He wants to put a little more thought into it, which yeah. I think I can appreciate. You're always looking for that different turn, and so. Um, but she likes this commercial, and he hates it, and um, th- that's it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, which is funny because Jerry gets upset. Here's the other funny thing about it: Jerry gets upset about a conversation about nothing. These guys are having a conversation about nothing. That's, that's true. your show. Maybe yeah. that's also what kind of twinged him about it. Like, ah, oh, that was my show. You <laughs> just did it in 30 seconds. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, and it, I think that kind of kills the mood, actually. Well, yeah, true. Because, um, what's her, uh, Donna? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Donna's like, she's like snuggling up closer to Jerry. Mm-hmm. She's putting his arm over her. Yeah. And then he just can't he break his go. focus from yeah. this commercial. He's like, but it's just so <laughs> stupid. And she moves away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jer- Jerry Seinfeld, woman repellent. Well, this uh, this is going to become the bread and butter of, in fact, yeah, in, in his stand-up bit, I forget what he said, but this is how every relationship will be written about forever until the end of the series. They finally found their little kernel of like this is Seinfeld. Yeah, in in the stand up that he references, he, he uh, just finds like eyebrows. one little item that Insignificant he just constantly thing. scrutinizes, yeah. and that ruins everything. And that's going to be Seinfeld for okay. the rest of time. Okay. Yeah, so get used to like dumb reasons like this and being okay with it because that's what okay. made it yeah, so I, funny. I wrote down uh, when we're at, like in the are we on the next are we on the stand up scene? Yes, now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, he's talking about like he's scrutinizing like everything in a woman. Yeah, I just wrote down. Is this foreshadowing? Oh, a million percent. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if they had that in mind or if they were like, or if a light bulb went off and like, they were like, we need to do this. That's now. it. Yeah. That's when he, that's how we can roll through women, woman, woman, woman. We don't have to have, stick them with one person. Yeah. Find these dumb reasons to break up with them and then we're on to the next dumb reason, you know, and it's going to be <laughs> hilarious and, and observational about, you know, the current culture and things okay. like that. Uh, so yeah, that uneven eyebrows style scrutiny, uh, as he puts it in stand up, is, is going to be the bread and butter. Uh, now we're back in the apartment. Uh, with Elaine. And yes. she's talking about, again, kind of the same thing. She broke up with a guy because he had a dirty bathroom. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Which is kind think, of a serious, yeah. more serious than uneven eyebrows. Yeah, because, I mean, th- it shows that he's lazy. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to take the time to like yeah. cl- clean his bathroom. Yeah. And a dirty bathroom is really freaking gross. Yeah, thank goodness that Sarah didn't have the same Elaine level of of scrutiny because we wouldn't be together now when, when we li- I lived you in like town- keeping the bathroom dirty I lived in a town oh yeah well even to this day so thank goodness <laughs> but um, in when we I lived in uh, near DC and she lived uh, like a couple hours away when we first started dating and I lived in a townhouse with like six or seven dudes oh, it depended no. on the yeah. month it depended yeah. on the week who, how many people <laughs> were sleeping in the dining room uh, and uh, but the bathroom was filthy I mean it had a layer yeah. of grime yeah, that like it. we'd clean I'd, I'd buy a tub of OxyClean, dump it all in there, oh. make like a paste with a little bit of water, oh, let it sit no. for a day, and then that would take care of the grime, and that, that would be what we did every my, six months or so. My junior year of college, yeah. uh, we had an off-campus apartment, me and three other guys. Uh, thankfully, it had two bathrooms. Yeah. So me, and I'm typically like, I'm moderately clean when it comes to like living in a place. Yeah. I mean, I'll get lazy once in a while, but... Me and this other guy who is clean by nature, and also his mom and grandma also came by and cleaned the oh, place beautiful. like well, once a month or something. Yeah. They weren't our That's only. They, they weren't like the only people keeping it clean. But if they just wanted to come by and uh, spend time with them, they would also clean the place. That's enough. We had one bathroom, and my friend and this other guy who was living with us, who were the messiest uh. people I've ever seen, uh, had the other bathroom. And anytime we had people over, anytime we had parties, they used our bathroom. Uh. So it wasn't like gross. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, just uh, just dirt and grime and like toothpaste on the mirror yep, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. That was that was our bathroom upstairs, yeah. definitely, at the old the old townhouse. But thank Ugh. goodness Sarah didn't care that much. You know, she still she still shower when she was uh, visiting. Uh, so George barges in, he's still stewing about whether coffee is coffee. Um, and I love this line from Elaine too. Because, you know, it required a little bit of self-reflection. He talks about, uh, you know, you want her to like you. I don't want to, you know, uh, that whole thing about, like, 
She likes you. You want? Don't you want her? To, you like her? Don't you? I don't. I like. I don't want to. You know. I don't want her to know I like her. Or whatever that whole weird like <laughs> the weird yeah, mind yeah. games that George plays with himself. And then, uh, then uh, Elaine says, "What did your parents do to you?" <laughs> and I'm like, "What did my parents do to me? <laughs> did my parents do something to me? <laughs> Should I start going to therapy for? I mean, it's it's over and done with now. But I'm like, yeah. I want to delve further into that question. Like, what do you th- what do you think, Elaine? What do you think George's parents did to him? Yeah. Uh, oh to God. make him this way with women. But yeah, George drops the line. He's like, "People this stupid shouldn't be allowed to live." <laughs> like, Ooh, boy. I know more of those more <laughs> of that dark Seinfeld humor. And I think that really was Larry David's influence in this. Thing. And Larry David is George, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, that's true. that's why that comes into play. Uh, Kramer not quite busting in. No. Not quite busting no, in. Very he, opening the door yeah. very politely gently, and walking gently in. Gently walks in. Odd. Yeah. Odd to see. But he has a suggestion for uh, Jerry about a stand-up bit <laughs> about not getting out of the way for ambulances. I don't know why this is in here. I guess just to give Kramer something to do. True, yeah. It's kind of funny, but uh, you know, not, not really necessary. <laughs> but I do like the fact that Jerry is, this is the second time we've seen someone go, oh, I've got an idea for your stand-up act. You know, it was yeah. very early on when, so it's something obviously that even he has to deal with as a, as a stand-up comic, like, here's something you should do in your act. Yeah. And I like the camera and, goes, it's yeah. better than your stuff, <laughs> better than what you do. Yeah. And uh, we touched on this, uh, it must have been like pilot or first episode, you have a, a morning radio show. Yeah, yeah. How many times have people come up to be like, are you going to talk about this on the radio? All the time, or, all the time. Oh, man, I thought of an awesome thing for your radio show. Yeah. Or, and they're just always garbage. Or the ultimate, oh, my gosh, I could do a radio show. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for, uh, you know, I've only done this for a few years, and so <laughs> I guess maybe I make it sound easy, but yeah, it's really quite difficult. So that it's the same thing. that Stand-ups, as much as they hate morning radio people, uh, there's more in common than they than they maybe even realize. And I like when stand-ups do radio, when they get into doing radio and stuff like that, and they go, oh, now I get it. Gosh, I guess I should have been nicer to all those DJs back in the day or whatever. Yeah, for like, real. Like uh, Norton or Patrice or whatever. Um, and then George, <laughs> he has to be alone. I was, again, the exact same way i remember certain instances of like being at a friend's house and like having a girl's number and being like and them like talking me into calling her and then oh god like, all yeah. right everybody leave i'm gonna i'm gonna use the office yeah. i'm gonna take the cordless is, phone into the bathroom or whatever is this where yeah. he, he drops the line he's like women want a man who will take charge they want a colonel a kaiser a czar yeah is, it, is this i think so I okay think so, yeah i'm like okay they so they want a man who's going to boss them around and order <laughs> them to do things that that sounds like a healthy relationship. There's probably a kernel of truth, too. You know, I mean, you always see those guys that ended up having a lot of Jeez. women. Like, you know, you treat them like dirt, they'll stick to you like mud. You know, that, that whole Boy. mindset. I know, but look, I wish it didn't work. But uh, it, al- it always usually seemed to. You know what I mean? Uh, but he has to be alone to call. That's what I love about that. Yeah. He has to be in the, in the right mindset. And then he, he, leaves, he kicks he leaves. Jerry out of his own apartment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he He's leaves. He's like, Jerry, you, you got any apples? <laughs> yeah, he wants to do the apple Or thing no, that, wait, is this the is this the apple bit? It, well, he referenced it in the first one. He's like, I was yeah, eating that, an apple, that, so it makes it more right. casual. That's right. He's like, Jerry, you got any apples? He's, don't yeah. do the apple bit. Don't do the apple bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he leaves the first of what I guess is many messages. Uh, but it's not, not any good. No. No good. Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, and then... I, I guess this is where Elaine comes back in too, and mentions she has a brother-in-law. That's what yeah. stuck out to me. Well, I don't. I don't think she said brother-in-law. I think she, she said, said brother-in-law. Did she say brother-in-law? Yeah. Okay, because I just wrote down brother. She wrote. Well, that, that's the craziest thing about it. Not only does she have a sister, she has a sister who's married to a guy yeah. who I'm pretty sure we're never going to see. Okay. I don't remember. Do we? Do we meet any of Elaine's siblings? I, no. Okay. Not that I, I. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm gonna say. No, I'm gonna say a hard no. The only person we ever meet is her dad, and then that's the only time we ever see him. Uh, Interesting. So yeah, not only does she have a sister, she also has a brother-in-law. She's got a brother-in-law who one time switched a, a tape. And is this why? Is, why am I talking about this now? Oh, I guess because he's only this, left this the one message. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he, he only yeah. left one message right now. But and she's talking about switching the guy who switched the tape one time. Exactly. She's talking about her brother-in-law who called a guy and blurted out some business information, mm-hmm. and she said it would have cost him fifteen thousand dollars. I'm. Trying to think of like what, what could you have said? What yeah. information <laughs> yeah. that he could have blabbed about? Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like something in an NDA 000. that if he revealed would have cost him fifteen thousand dollars, like in a lawsuit or something, or in damages. Yeah, just in, yeah. in the NDA. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, Unless he's like, I don't know. Maybe he's like a realtor or something. Yeah. And oh, and said, oh, these people want to buy for this price, and that. Yeah. There's, there's uh, again. I guess it's not important. It just needed to exactly. move the story along. Yeah. yeah. Um, but she said that he followed the guy into the apartment and switched the tape out. Yeah. So um, she yeah. implants the idea of switching the tape into George's head. Yeah. Obviously. And uh, then we're back in the apartment with Donna later in the day, I guess, or the next day or something, and. 
Everybody knows that she likes. It's the one thing they know about her that she likes the Cotton Dockers commercial. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, you're the one that likes the commercial. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> b- before we get to that, though, we come back from this commercial break. Yeah. And I just want to point this out. First thing that's said is thankfully not another suicide joke. Yeah. But Jerry's saying, you know, I've never seen a single episode of I Love Lucy in my life, yeah. and I'm like, wow, that's meta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because he's in a TV show. Well, no, because I've never seen a single episode oh, of Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, if you were in a, if you were on a, oh, anyway, I don't know how to make it even more meta. I was trying to make it more meta. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, uh, the, the whole point of us doing this show is I've never seen Seinfeld. Yeah. So hey, maybe when we're done with uh, the series run of Seinfeld, we can do. Um, I love Lucy. Yeah. I like Ma- it. Maybe. I've never seen a single episode of I Love Lucy I've either. I've seen one or two. But again, <laughs> just like with Seinfeld, I'm sure there's things that have been mimicked or paid homage to from oh, I Love yeah, Lucy. Like absolutely. the chocolate thing. You know that? You know that? The chocolate conveyor belt thing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the grape stomping thing. That's a classic. Yeah. Oh, God. There's, yeah. It's funnier than you. I, I picked up on I Love Lucy much later in life. I used to think it wasn't funny because it was just what came on after Nickelodeon stopped for the night and it became Nick at Night. Oh, really? And I was like, ah, oh, boy. But then Jeez. when I watched it later in life, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is drop dead hilarious. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So and everyone who comes in goes, oh, you're the lady that likes the commercial. It's the only thing Jerry's told anybody about. So I, I think maybe that's maybe what irked her a little bit more. Not mm-hmm. the fact that she he's told everyone she likes the commercial. It's like that's the only thing they know about her. Not yeah. like, oh, well, she likes movies and she enjoys Italian food. And, oh, you know, it's funny, too. She likes this Dockers commercial. That's Th- obviously that's, what he's been harping on forever. That's true. Yeah. But the way that like she phrases uh, how she gets mad uh, I mean, she leaves because she doesn't like, she says, she doesn't like Jerry talking about her to his friends. Uh-huh. Just general. Yeah. Yeah. In that way, though, especially, is like, that's something that irked him about her. That's true. But she says, I don't like you talking about me behind my back to your friends. Do you think she would have said the same thing if it was like, oh, you're the one that uh, really enjoys Italian cinema? Maybe? Uh, probably. Because that seems like per- kind of, you know. Probably not. Probably not. But, yeah, because uh, it's a compliment. Or it, true, it is at least, you true, know, but the not way, something that irks him about Yeah, her. the way she phrases it yeah. makes me think, okay, that is a little bit of a justifiable reason for Jerry to want to end this. Yeah. Because I'm like, if you can't talk about the woman you're seeing at all yeah to I, your see, friends, I, I don't think it was if, an it's, app. if it's a dig or a compliment i don't think it was that i think it's like if i come to you and i start bitching about stuff sarah does or if okay. you come to me and you start bitching about stuff that grace does yeah like that's like i that's, think that's what that's she meant different. i don't think she meant like don't you dare compliment me to your friends anything don't, don't say, say yeah. anything i think it was this specific case like don't talk about because when you talk about someone behind their back like Oh my gosh, are you talking behind his back? It's not good. That's like true. that specific phrase is yeah, like yeah. you were talking about Ted behind his back? Yeah, I was calling him a very talented uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, <laughs> don't you dare talk about Ted behind his back. <laughs> but it was good. <laughs> I think that specific phrase sticks out to me that like I don't want you talking about me behind you know, whatever whatever she said there. But it's so it, it's it's kind of funny there that that's the only thing that that they know about her. True. Um, fade to the diner. Yeah, smash cut. Smash for, fade. First, <laughs> first smash cut of the episode. Yeah. Uh, and George has talked about leaving messages. Yeah, yeah th- this is where he's saying like uh, yes, he left a second message. They've and, escalated. And a third message and a fourth message. Yeah. And by, by the time he gets to the fourth message, he says uh, he went full Benito Mussolini yeah. <laughs> on her. And I'm like, what is he saying to this poor woman yeah. if he's going full dictator right. on her answering machine? And he's, he kind of goes into it. How dare you and this and that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus. Um, Th- this is... This couldn't be more timely yeah. of like guys thinking that like women deserve that like deserve to sleep with them. Yeah. Or, no, I'm phrasing that wrong. That women like women deserve to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> cut that. That's not what I meant to say. Uh, th- like it that women uh, should sleep with them just because like the man was nice to them. Right. Right. Well, I mean, this is he's just waiting. He just wants a call back. True, yeah. I mean, this is another instance where I really empathize with George. Like, after a horrible first date, I would call... And I would like have to leave a message to someone's mom or sister or something like that. Yeah. Or, or on like the campus voicemail or whatever. So I'd call and leave a message. And then I'd never hear anything back. A day or two later, I'd call back and say, hey. it's And that's all I would do. I would do one extra message. Yeah. Like, well, maybe she just hasn't gotten around to it. I'll send one little reminder. And then after that, that's Nothing. it. No further contact. Which is I get the I, which hint. I think and guess fair. what? That, that was correct. <laughs> yeah. Which I think is fair. Yeah, yeah. But George uh, but, has to take it to the extreme. Yeah, leaving four unanswered because it is kind of rude it, it's like it's like when you apply for a job 
and then you never hear anything back, and then you just find out they hired somebody. Like, oh, well, gosh, it would have been nice. Like, because especially, okay, you apply for a job, you get an email back, maybe you even get an interview. Because this happened to me, you get an interview by phone. And you're like, oh wow, I guess that went really well. And then you say, hey, um, I haven't heard from you in a couple of days. How's the process going? And and then you, they just ghost you. Yeah, like that's happened to me before. And it, you're like, oh well, a no, a no, thanks, or we're going a different direction would have taken zero time from you and would have been very nice. But I guess I, you know, the way I look at it is, I guess I'm glad I'm not working for a boss that would do what you are doing to all yeah. these applicants. You yeah, know? that's true. Uh, I I know I uh, was trying to do uh, commentary. Or something for a new uh, wrestling organization that's starting here in mm-hmm. uh, where we're at, and I messaged the guy and I told him like right off the bat like, hey, if you're looking for a play-by-play commentator, I'm interested. Let me know. And he's like, yeah, we had you in mind from the very beginning, uh, but uh, we're, we're gonna like uh, uh, let some stuff like play out because mm-hmm. uh, I wasn't able to make the first show, mm-hmm. right? So they announce uh, a color commentator, another color commentator. And then I message him again and say, because I find out like the date of the next show. I'm like, hey, yeah, I, I'm good for this show. If you want to bring me in, get a message back from him saying, hey, man, uh, thanks, but we're going to go in a different direction, which is fine. Yeah. T- totally fine. And I messaged him back. Thank- thanks anyway. I respect your honesty. The next day, I see that this wrestling company shares a photo of a guy that I did commentary with before, no bad blood at all. I, I just wish I would have gotten like the full truth. Uh huh. Yeah. But he's like, uh, he he's the new play by play commentator. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, literally the next day. So it's not that uh they were gonna. I mean, they obviously were gonna go in a different direction. But he was saying they were gonna stick like with the two color commentators, and they just didn't need. Uh, uh, oh, I see. Like I me see. on the commentary. Right, right. He was like, yeah, the, these guys, are they're good. They're a little more inexperienced. Yeah. But I feel like with time, they'll be able to uh, progress. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that'll be interesting to see. And then, like, the next day, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Yeah. I mean, but again, how much did, I mean, I don't know how much he owed you. Like, oh, we're going to go into, that's all I'd want to hear. Like, he does, he does, I've, I've been in situations where I've heard not even that much. Exactly. We're going to go into a yeah, different like, direction. Like, no, but, After a phone interview. Exactly. I'm like, okay, great. Well, we'll be in contact, you yeah. know? Like, like, like and I then said, no contact. Yeah. Like I said, know? no bad blood. I'm just yeah. bummed, I guess. Yeah. It's, it's the it's the cool promotion, I guess you can say. Uh, I I'm see, like, ah, man. Um, so now, oh, here's one thing I didn't understand. She doesn't have the beeper for the machine. I didn't. Did uh, did that phrase stick out to you? I guess. Oh, here's my guess. It did. Yeah. Because um, like, as far as I know, the way answering machines worked, if you wanted to check your message, was you'd call in and then dial a, like voicemail, put in your password. Here's yeah. your messages. You know. But I, here's what I think may have been the case. You could carry around a little signal beeper that would you could play into the phone, and it would it would talk to the answering machine and and oh, okay. you know like a digital tone. Interesting. Um, you know that that's and then it would play your messages i don't know if that's the case though but um i don't know how he knew she hadn't heard any of the messages yet but um I, he does for some reason so then we're outside the building and they're gonna do the tape switch he talks jerry into doing it we're outside the building oh uh, yeah don't forget about george calling jerry a wuss though which is called back to like George being called a wuss in his office earlier. Yeah, he's like, he said wuss? Yeah. Did you just call me a wuss? That J- Jerry's face. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know it what he's weird, doing there. He's like, it was a weird look. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't put my finger on it either. Like, yeah, upper teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Did you just call me a wuss? <laughs> um, and we're talking about signal songs, which I thought was pretty funny. They were, they're going to sing a song if, if one of them's coming around. I forget what the song. Uh, oh, 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 George of course goes. Uh, George of course goes right to Broadway tunes. Yeah, uh, how chorus do you solve bo- a problem? Co- chorus boy, <laughs> chorus boy, George Costanza. And I can't believe George, uh, Jerry doesn't know Sound of Music. It's like, come on. Uh, but then they talk about Lemon Tree, which I guess it was a hit a long time ago. Yeah, I don't know um, what, what it's from. Yeah, it, it's, is, it's, is it from a Broadway play? No, I don't believe so. It's like a folk tune. Okay, because you know, he says Peter Paul and Mary, and then Jerry corrects him with the actual person who sang it i don't remember but it's like lemon tree very pretty and the lemon flower is sweet uh okay. yeah so i i've only heard it i think in, in i think it was used in like a parody commercial on snl back in the day or something yeah. like that uh so that's the only reason i know it and then uh she shows up with this uh i don't even know does she have a name 
I think it's Carol. Carol, okay. Carol, Carol sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, but she shows up and George is a nervous wreck. Yeah, yeah. And he, he's just stammering. He's like, oh, this, this is my friend Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just bumped into him around the corner. And they cannot get up to her apartment. She's like, no, let's go right now. Oh, yeah. there's... And, like, I thought this was kind of rude. Uh, like... Oh, Jerry has to go to the bathroom. Oh, there's a coffee shop down the street. Can I use your nice bathroom upstairs? Yeah. Is that really so much trouble? Like, uh, to not, like, I have to go in and, and be a non paying customer in New York. Like, New York places hate that. Like, all the bathrooms are locked. You have to ask for the key. Yeah. Maybe they weren't back in 91, but it's tough to, like, use a public bathroom. Yeah. You know, at, at a place where you haven't bought anything. So I thought that was kind of rude. And, oh, oh they, they also have a phone. Go use their pay phone or whatever at the coffee yeah. shop. Yeah, instead of her free what phone. In the world? Yeah. yeah. I mean, let's go up to your, why, you know, why don't you want, so they, they end up talking to her up there. Uh, so we're in her apartment, and Jerry is making the tape switch, and oh, and then George says one of the first lines. Uh, she's coming back, Timmy toes, Timmy toes, which was a signal yeah. that they had had nixed very early on. <laughs> which also, I, Timmy toes. I'm surprised that she didn't like look back at George, like what the yeah, hell? Yeah, yeah, Timmy toes, Timmy toes. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved I, this. I cracked up so hard at this part where she's like, "That's where I know you from. You're a comedian." And George goes, "That is so rude." <laughs> Like, I guess about like he's a big celebrity or something like that. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that is so rude. He's just oh trying to God. get her into the back. I laughed so hard at that bit. That, you're being very rude right now. <laughs> um, but um, she comes back out, and w- what did she say was so important that George had to pull her into the next room to tell her? <laughs> your dad wears shoes in the pool. <laughs> your dad wears sneakers in the pool or something like that. That's right. That's Which right. is again a very just hilarious, <laughs> just hilarious. And like we haven't met. Jerry or George's dad yeah you know it's Jerry Stiller yeah um but just know just just being a fan of the show and the fact that we're going to meet him later I love knowing this little fact about him because you could just have that line like you can just picture it yeah like in the casting call they just could have written old guy who wears his shoes in the pool and they would have cast Jerry Stiller yeah. like he would have been the only one that showed up to the audition <laughs> like I don't know who they're going to get for that Oh, they found the perfect guy. Like it's amazing. Like <laughs> is um when do we first see George's dad? Do I have no remember? idea. No idea. It's okay. got to be soon. Yeah. I I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like do you know like when Jerry Stiller like became like big, a big name? Was it because of this show or did he do stuff beforehand? He was a, a part of a comedy comedy duo I think called Stiller and Mara. Okay. Um, with him and maybe his wife, um, and okay. and that's who would be Ben Stiller's mom. Uh, so yeah, he was big in the comedy world okay. from, from from way back. You know, kind of okay. like Lawrence Tierney was a big deal back in the day, and then got a rebirth from Reservoir Dogs. Jerry Stiller definitely. Gotcha. Yeah, I didn't know was, if like this show made him like just late in late for a in new his career. Audience, certainly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Like when my parents were watching this, they would probably go, "Oh, Stiller and Mara," but when I watch when I see Jerry Stiller, I go. George's dad. I don't go Stiller and Mara. Whenever I see Jerry Stiller, I go uh, um, the manager from Zoolander. Oh, yeah, 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 of yeah. course. It was, yeah. it was the first thing I saw. Marty Ballstein? Marty Ballstein, I think? I think, I yeah, because yeah. Balls, Balls Models <laughs> is his uh, um, company. Yeah, yeah, which was great because that was Ben and his dad working. I love when I see like and, people who are related acting and, together. And I his love wife. It. Yeah, and his wife. Yeah, I, I don't I know if they that. were married at that point. I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. Um, but I, like, if John, or if they like met on the movie or something. Like if John and Joan Cusack are in something, I love that. If you know, uh, I just love when um, when when that happens. I don't know why. I don't yeah, know. you just know, like, man, that's a happy production. Yeah, yeah. Because they're just working with their <laughs> significant so. yeah, other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or it, it's, yeah, or it's, their dad or their mom or yeah, whatever. Instead you know? of going to work with your significant other, going home and constantly <laughs> yeah, only yeah. ever seeing her yeah, for yeah. what an eight week period. Right. I don't know how enjoyable Eyes Wide Shut was for Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman. <laughs> I've heard that was kind of hell, but that's Kubrick's fault, you know, if nothing else. Um, but uh, so uh, they're going to leave, and she references that her neighbor played all of her messages oh, for yeah. her. And she thought they were hilarious. Even like the one where George says he goes full Benito Mussolini. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh boy. Uh, but, well, I mean, she thought they were funny. She thought they were a joke. Because least. I think, I bet if you, because they were separated by days. True. By George. Separated by a second or two. I bet that was a very funny escalation. Like, <laughs> you you probably didn't stop to think like, wait a second. He stopped and thought about that. Like, he's he's doing that for real. But yeah. as a joke, it probably was pretty funny. Like, you know, like, hey, how's it going? Give me a call back. Hey, uh, really want to hear from you. Uh, 
why do you call me back? You know, and then escalating up yeah. to that. So like, wait, you're saying that George only separated his messages by a few seconds? No, by, by, f- by her listening to them was only separated oh, by a few seconds. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, her, him leaving them was by a few days or oh, by yeah. a day or two. You know, yeah, uh, like one hour. message a day or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, one message a day. Um, and so her listening to him second by second would probably be pretty fu- a pretty funny escalation. True. But, and also, you, she has to think like, Everyone is normal. George is not normal. He's a very neurotic person. And so, like, she has to take it as a joke. Otherwise, the the flip side is that that's what George is like. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like, and nobody's like that. If you heard it, you'd be like, all right, nobody's like that. Obviously <laughs> a very funny joke. Um, and so, but now they've made the switch. And so now she's going to go back and the messages are going to be gone. What's what's going to happen there? I don't know. Is that going to be okay? I don't know enough about phone messages to go, is there a part B to this story where she shows up and is like, Hey, all those messages. This is a blank tape. What's or, going on? Or maybe she'll just chalk it up to her neighbor accidentally, like erase yeah, them. She'll right. be like, oh well, I played them for you. I didn't know if you wanted me to keep them or not. Or they've they've already been played, and you you wouldn't normally go back and listen to them anyway. Yeah, uh, true. maybe that's what. It, yeah, maybe yeah. maybe that's maybe that's all it is. Uh, so now we get another stand up bit about how Jerry loves his phone machine. Uh, and he wishes he could do that to real people, which is funny. I would, you know, it'd be great too to go like, yeah. I'm not available right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm he, not in right now. True. Uh, he also says like he he hates uh, cordless phones because you can't uh, angrily end a call and slam a cordless Hilarious. phone. Hilarious. Yeah. yeah. And, instead of she's like, well, goodbye, bam. Yeah. Goodbye. Beep. Looking for the tiny button yeah. that says because there's sometimes there was a talk and an off. Sometimes there was a <laughs> switch. You're like I don't know how to do. Yeah, how do uh, how do I do this? Yeah, yeah. Which I mean that's that's timeless because we all talk on cell phones now. Yeah, and so that's the same thing. You can't. You know what? Screw you. Yeah, it ca- it came back. <laughs> yeah. It came back with flip phones. Exactly. Like, oh man, go to hell. Crap. Crap. And yeah. that, that, now everyone's got an iPhone. Man, you suck. Boop. Yeah. Boop. <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I have. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Um, uh, at least for this episode. Next episode is uh, season two, episode five. It's the, the apartment. apartment. Jerry regrets encouraging Elaine to move into his building. Oh, you remember this at all? Uh, no, but um. This uh, the apartment aired on April fourth, nineteen ninety one. Mm-hmm. This episode aired on February thirteenth, nineteen ninety one. Yeah, yeah that's right. how about that? So about, we're gonna find about out about for a break. We're gonna find out about that weird break. But let me mention something else about uh, talk about dark. We, we already talked about you know dark humor. Um, this episode was written. The phone message was written in two days. Really, they, they wrote this episode in two days because there was an episode called The Bet, also called The Gun. That was too dark and provocative. The cast hated it. Nobody wanted to make it. The gun? Yeah. So it's uh, it's called the bet or the gun. Uh, okay. it, it never it was never recorded. They got to the table read. Is there they like got a, a page. script, like a leaked script or anything? That I don't exists? know about a leaked script, but we do know what it's about. Okay. Uh, Elaine makes a bet about how easy it'll be for her to get a handgun to protect herself in the city. Yeah, oh, makes a bet with Jerry Jesus. about how easy it'll be to get a handgun. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen this episode in 1991. You know what I mean? Like what? That's this literally episode an episode of like. Always Sunny. Really? Yeah. Weird. I mean, well, not I- exactly. Yeah, yeah. They're a little more absurd. Yeah. Like. Uh, but there's like a scene where uh, Dennis and D. Are you familiar with Always Sunny at sure, all? Sure, yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Where Dennis and D are trying to think like, yeah, I could get a gun so easily. I could walk into any mm-hmm. uh, any firearm store and I could walk out with a gun that day. Yeah. And trying to prove his point, he does exactly that. Yeah. And the firearm store clerk is like, all right, fill out this form. I can... Uh, you can put down a deposit. I can get it to you in seven days. Like doing his job because yeah, that, yeah. that's what he's supposed to do, and obviously not proving his point. He goes to like this like back alley, <laughs> uh, uh, trying to like just yeah, find a market. gun yeah, to yeah. prove himself right. And he's like, "All right, I'll I'll I'm going to purchase this killing machine." And he's like, "All right, here's twelve hundred dollars." He's like, "It costs twenty five hundred dollars." He's like, "But I can go down the store and get it for tw- for twelve hundred. Yeah, he's yeah. like. You're not at the store. <laughs> you want it today? It's twenty five hundred, and he, he ponies up like twenty five hundred. The guy doesn't sell him any ammo or something. I, I don't know. I haven't yeah, seen the episode yeah. in a long time. But anyway, th- this, that sounds kind of funny. This was uh, this probably would have been funny. I would have loved to have seen this episode, but it was too dark and provocative. Julia Louis Dreyfus like said, "I'm not doing this." During the table read, interesting. And so I forget who went down. Larry Charles was involved somehow. I don't remember. I don't remember who wrote the gun episode. It might have been Larry Charles, but. Um, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld wrote this episode in two days and, and in replace of, and so the schedule was all thrown off as far as like, 
when they filmed it and how much time they had and it, things like it, that. Do you think that? Well, no, they had cast that, the episode. They had cast the extras in the bat and the gun. If that was uh, if that was to be in place of the phone message, then I'm wondering why the near two month break after this episode. Then. Yeah, is that our homework for next week? I already know the reason. So oh, we'll okay. find out next week All because right. we're already running pretty long and we cool. still have to get to our listener voicemail. But okay. yes, um, don't look it up on your own. Yeah. Don't before, look it up. I swear to God, if yeah. you look but, it up on your own. Before we check a listener voicemail, <laughs> uh, if we missed anything, if you uh, if you like us, if you hate us, send us an email. No hugging, lear- no <laughs> hugging, no learning show at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at no hugging. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes for those f- listening in the future because we're not on there yet. <laughs> if you give us a five star review, we will send you some no hugging, no learning merch, like a sticker once we get them printed. Yeah. All right, you ready for this? I believe right, so. I I, uh, I saw uh, the voicemail light flashing. I don't know who it's by, so we'll just uh, yeah. I was gonna say you can always call our live, listener voicemail line if you know my number or Ted's number. Yeah, if you know any of our yeah. either of our personal phone numbers. Yep. And you want to be in this segment? Here we go. What's up, guys? It's me again, uh, community oh, ambassador Aaron Mook. <laughs> yeah, I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I have a phone message for you today. Um, oddly enough, you know, you guys have been so welcoming, and, and I'm a really busy guy. You know, but I, I do appreciate you inviting me back and, and being so so welcoming um, for my appearances on this podcast. Basically, I'm sure you've seen there's some controversy that is that has set Twitter ablaze recently. Um, I am referring, of course, to Pop Tart Gate. Um, this has been a huge deal. Uh, there are divided camps regarding Seinfeld's recent statements on Pop Tarts. I just need to know where you guys fall on this. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just read the quote verbatim, and then you guys can dissect this because you're the experts here. So the interviewer says, you've been outspoken about stand-up audiences being too sensitive and politically correct these days. Have you ever apologized for a joke? Seinfeld answers, no, jokes are not real. People assume that when you say something that you believe it. It's purely comedic invention. You know, I do this whole bit about Pop-Tarts and how much I love them. I don't love Pop-Tarts. It's just funny. It's funny to say it, so I say it. Guys, what's the deal with these Pop-Tart comments? I thought that the thing that was going to blow up about this quote was was the the, the PC stuff and, and, you know, um, the sensitivity stuff, but people are really mad about this Pop-Tart thing. Where do you guys weigh in? I need to know. Um, Thanks so much, guys. I'll see you soon, real soon. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen him before, so I don't know how I feel about possibly seeing him. Uh, yeah, this did explode on to you, Twitter you saw this, this week. Before? Well, uh, Jerry and Pop-Tarts were tweeting at each other. Oh, Let me see God, if I can find really? it here. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, is Pop-Tarts <sighs> going to be the next, like... At Pop-Tarts uh, US. Me- meta Twitter handle, like Denny's and Wendy's. Oh, maybe... Um, it's probably all run by the same like copywriting firm. <laughs> oh, so uh, I guess one of the things Jerry Seinfeld said was, um, just to be clear, okay, <laughs> here's he clarified on Twitter four days ago about this uh, New York Times thing, and I agree with Jerry Seinfeld. By the way, jokes are not real. I remember hearing it's true. Um, um, who's the guy? And again, this this falls. The reason why the PC stuff didn't really make that much news was. Um, and I don't, Jerry Seinfeld is not a, he tells jokes about Pop-Tarts. He doesn't tell jokes about political stuff, you know? So when he does make a statement like that, it does make news. So who's the guy who's like really dark and dirty, uh, who used to date Amy Schumer? Um, Um, Anthony? Jeselnik? Jeselnik, thank you. Okay. I was listening to him once and he talked about how stupid some audiences were when, because he talks about, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and when he was, you know, obviously in that joke. He was not talking to his girlfriend the other day. It's a setup for a joke. Yeah. But some idiots don't understand. And they're like, I was talking to my girlfriend the other day, and someone would yell, Amy Schumer. Jesus. Can I just tell a story? Like, whenever someone, whenever a comedian starts a topic, like, so uh, I was uh, I was driving my car the other day, and I was thinking, this was this. That's just a setup for a joke. It's not real. So I agree with him on that point. Yeah. It's not like someone. You can uh, say stuff without believing it. Yeah. 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 It's not like someone's like. So I was driving my car in traffic the other day. Sixty-seven Barracuda. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You were probably on I ninety. Like, why do I have? It wasn't a real road. It was not a real story. Okay. So I was. So I was going to Walmart the other day. Yeah. Peach Street. Walmart. Right. Yeah. So Jerry Seinfeld said, just to be clear on the Pop Tarts, I really did love them as a kid. Just not now. But regardless, whatever works for the joke. That's what I'm going to say. 
Uh, and he tweeted that <laughs> at Pop-Tarts US. Uh, and Pop-Tarts US said, I used to like Jerry Seinfeld as a kid, just not now. Oh, <laughs> roasted. Yes, roasted. Uh, so... Um, did he reply I don't know to what, that at all? What's that? Did he reply to that? No, at all? no, oh, he did okay. not. No, he did not. Uh, but what? Um, uh, what was the question? Was there a question? Was there a question? Was What's just, the question? Uh, Aaron was just wondering, like, what we thought oh. of the Pop Tart comments. I, I love Pop Tarts. I'll still eat them. Oh, I, I love Pop Tarts. I'm, tw- I'm 25. Yeah, yeah. I'll still eat them for a snack, a yeah. dessert, I, breakfast. I do hate the new commercial where they, because uh, I, I, for some reason, something I was watching yesterday, it was on over and over and over again, where they put two Pop-Tarts together and then they end up burning the house down or something like that. There's two like wannabe YouTube kids oh, God, that yeah. they look very much like Logan Paul clones. I'm like, Ugh. one of them might be Logan. I have no idea. I, I guess don't I don't think they are. Probably not at this point, but yeah, they look very like the clones of that YouTube generation of stars, uh, but and that's the only commercial I've seen. But yeah, it made me want want Pop Tarts again. I like Pop Tarts. Yeah. Um it's too I, you know, I wish they came in packs of one, I will tell you. Really? Two is two. I only want one. I'm yeah. I'm always eating both. Uh, I do too. Grace but... only ever eats one, yeah. which I'll just eat her other one. Yeah, and, and then she, how do you and, save it? You know, yeah, or, she'll get mad else... at me for eating her other Pop Tart. Exactly. Like it's been sitting on the counter for three days. Yeah. It's, it wasn't good, believe yeah. me. Uh, I, and Pop Tart cereal is back too. Did you see that? What? Yeah, yeah. No I remember Pop Tart cereal from back in the day. I don't remember yeah. Pop Tart cereal. Was it was it like when you were a kid? Uh, I was in high school probably or late middle school. Yeah. Uh, so like mid to late nineties. Yes, early. So that's prime. Yeah, mid to yeah, mid that's to late prime 90s. time of me eating like cereal, cookie yeah. crisp and Oreo O's and cocoa pebbles. Yeah, there was just little stuff. strawberry puffs, you know, with like oh, look like they had man. sprinkles kind of on them or something. Yeah, really? as I remember it. Yeah, is yeah. there only strawberry? There's one more flavor. I don't know what the other one is though. Probably brown it. sugar cinnamon, right? Those Ooh, are the two big ones. Yeah, yeah I yeah. gotta try this. Um, but I, I love pop tarts, and I I, uh, I don't always agree with Jerry's sentiments on comedy, but I agree with this. Like, if you want to write a joke about something you don't like to eat. Write it anyway. Yeah, if so it's be fun, it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. It's a joke. I, 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 I'm I'm constantly saying this. I don't let the truth get in the way of a good joke. I'll say stuff on the air all the time, and Jessica will be like, "Really?" And I'll like, say, "No, no, of course <laughs> not." Like, uh, it, and that'll be off the air. Like, off yeah, the air, she'll yeah. go, "Oh, you said this." Remember, I was like, "I don't remember saying that," but if I did, I probably just said it to be funny. Yeah. I never let the truth get in the way of a good joke, and she'll say stuff like that all the time. We're like, I don't remember saying that. I changed my opinion. Based on what is going to be funny in that second, and then yeah. I forget it the next <laughs> second. That's the way I work. I'm just trying oh, to be funny and, and get to the next thing. So, uh, all right, we didn't go as long as we thought. No, uh, yeah, yeah, we thought we were going to go an hour and a half with, with all this. That, we're yeah. only what, like 108, 109. And, and with the homework thing, I want later on there to be like a show reference thing, like we call the bit yada 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 or something like that. You know, oh, once yeah. we get to it later, again, I don't want to. I, I don't want to say it right now. I mean, I don't have one in mind. But hopefully something will pop up and we can we can call that homework bit. Um, all right, let's talk about let's do this segment of the show called yeah. show reference. <laughs> so you've <laughs> already let's given let's out land this baby. Info. That's it for no hugging, no learning. I'm Tim Murphy. I'm Ted Hollowell.